Sam Bankman-Fried is apparently getting off the hook by Biden's DOJ, which is something that surprises not many people. According to Fortune.com, the 30-year-old Bankman-Fried has been a major force in Democratic politics, ranking as the party's second biggest individual donor in the 2021-2022 election cycle, according to Open Secrets, with donations totaling $39.8 million. I guess if you donate to the right politicians, they'll let you off the hook and charge their enemies with stuff that's way less severe. We'll talk about that story. And DeSantis is under fire from Kamala Harris, Democrats, and Trump Republicans for what he calls a non-woke version of history. And Byron Donalds and many other Trump-supporting conservatives are upset, saying that this is a huge mistake. Is it racist? Did he go too far on slavery? This man thinks not. But, but here's another way to think about this. This is my story, not just the story of Booker T. Washington, Ida B. Wells, Frederick Douglass, William Wells Brown, and so many figures whose documented histories we have and we're sharing with students. But it's my story and many other people's story, my great grandfather. But some think he did. We'll talk about it, we'll weigh in on it, and I'll give my opinion. God bless you guys, Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles What's going on everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Dream Rare Podcast I have two stories, I hope you stay tuned for the second one But the first one is about Sam Bankman-Fried Or as I like to call him, Scam Bankman-Fried And it looks like he's getting off the hook from Biden's DOJ and I hope you stay tuned for the second story because we're going to talk about Byron Donalds taking on Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has changed the curriculum in Florida, and he has made now enemies in the Democratic Party, in the White House with Kamala Harris. And now even Trump Republicans are calling him out, saying that he went too far on his narrative of slavery. So it's a very interesting story. I think I have a very thorough, uh, I wouldn't say understanding of it, but I would say analysis of it. So let's just get into it. Scam Bankman Freed. Why is he in the news again? What's going on? Let's just refresh what happened. He got arrested on December 12th, 2022 on, uh, I guess, a charge or a accusation of wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. He had a company called FTX that went bankrupt, and he was facing a maximum of 115 years in prison. He's a massive, massive Democrat donor. I think I want to put this on this, the screen real quick. This is from, hold on one second. A Twitter account called Unusual, Unusual Whales released this. They said it was from the FEC. Look at all the Democrats that he donated to, Biden being one of the biggest. This guy do donated to, I can't count them all, 30, 40, 50 different Democrats, maybe just a couple Republicans to even it out, but it was mostly Democrats. So Long story short, this guy's a massive Democrat donor. The 30-year-old Bankman Freed had been a major force in the Democratic politics. He was the second biggest individual donor in their election cycle. $39.8 million to Democrats, according to Open Secrets. So this guy donated to Democrats, and now it looks like Biden's letting him off the hook. This is from StreamRare.com. Bobby did a great article on this. We're doing articles now. Check out StreamRare.com. If you like text-based news, we're going to try to be some of the best journalists out there. But, uh, you know, Bobby referenced Forbes, and I'm just going to read what they wrote. The Justice Department will not pursue a campaign finance charge against Sam Bankman-Fried as part of an effort to adhere 
to the legal obligations of the FTX founders extradition to the Bahamas. The campaign finance violation charge was among eight counts presented to the DOJ's original indictment, which also include wire fraud, securities fraud and money laundering. In a filing late Wednesday addressed to New York federal judge Lewis Kaplan, the DOJ said they had been informed that Bahamas did not intend to extradite the defendant on the campaign contributions count. Though the legal show of this process will pan out for likely many months and perhaps years, outside viewers seem almost certain that nearly anything will become of this because Bankman Free donated to the right politicians. Even if this situation is just one many of many counts, many people viewing the situation would view it such as tech, tech, a technicality as an intentional mistake, though it's unclear whether or not that could be proven. So long story short, the the uh, company he was with bankrupted. He donated to a lot of Democrats and most people looking into it felt like it was scammy, that he was mismanaging funds. And it's just very odd when you have a founder of a company that's donating tens of millions, if not more, to Democrats, his business goes under and then nothing happens. It's like, well, whatever. I guess I just ruined an entire business and scammed a lot of people out of money. But at least I donated to the Biden administration. So at least the money funneling ended up in the hands of Democrats, potentially help win them the election. It's a massive, massive scandal. Obviously, crypto bros care about it. Tech people care about it. Republicans and conservatives care about it. Do Democrats care about it? I'm not really sure what they think anymore. But that's the story. And uh, let me know what you guys think in the comment section. I'll read a few and then we'll move on. I'll open up the YouTube chats in a second. Let's see what people are saying. Clark says typical Democrat behavior. Um, Seth says, of course they don't. He donated millions to the Democrats. Uh, let's see. Waylon said Biden is just the one wearing a rubber mask. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy stuff. Do you guys see that video of Mitch McConnell? Like, I, I don't know if he had a stroke or a seizure. I mean, we're being led by like deranged 80 year olds. It's just crazy. You know, rest, rest up, heal up my, my friends, you know, Mitch McConnell, God bless the guy. I wouldn't consider him my friend, but you get what I'm saying. All respect to the man's health at a certain point. Why is Diane Feinstein, these people, Biden is too old. You know, I love old people, but most people step down from their business, 60, 70. You just don't have 80 year olds running things, let alone what some would consider the biggest corporation in the world, the United States of America. All right, so I'm going to get into the second story real quick. It's interesting because DeSantis had changed the curriculum of Florida. He's doing a lot of stuff to fight the woke, fight the indoctrination of the children, et cetera, and even a lot of left-wing narratives. So he put out his social studies um, curriculum that he came up with, with advisors, et cetera. It's over 200 pages, and the left-wing media immediately went for this part about slavery where they said that he was saying good things about slavery and it was totally crazy. And then a lot of right-wingers also started dunking on him too. This is Byron Donalds. Um, you know, he's he's gaining a lot of popularity in the Republican Party. He's pretty much just like a, you know, a Trump bootlicker, I would say. He's got some, you know, he's a good speaker. He's, he's young. You know what I'm saying? People like him. But, uh, you know, he made this statement. He, he, he makes some good points. I don't trust him personally, but whatever. Uh, this is what he said. He said, the new African-American standards in Florida are good, robust, robust and accurate. That being said, the attempt to feature the personal benefits of slavery is wrong and it needs to be adjusted. That obviously wasn't the goal. And I have faith that the Florida Department of Education will correct this. So here's the interesting part. And listen, DeSantis isn't innocent by any means. He also plays into identity politics when it comes to a certain group of people he passes laws for. Can't talk about it, though, or they'll say it's hate speech. So everybody in the Republican Party does this. They'll, they'll say stuff like this. He, he literally says 
the new African-American standards in Florida are good, robust, and accurate. So his problem isn't with the accuracy of it. His problem is like that accuracy bothers me and it shouldn't be taught in schools because even though that is true, like it it shouldn't be there. That seems to be the message I'm getting. I'm going to play real quick because uh, Megyn Kelly uh, had this guy on. His name is Dr. William B. Allen. He's a member of Florida's African-American History Standards Work Group. And apparently he worked with uh, Ron DeSantis to put this part of it into the slavery part. And I want to listen to his perspective. And then I'm going to tell you mine. I mean, obviously, I'm not an expert on the topic, but I think that the backlash is is just showing that, you know, the truth sounds like hate speech when people hate the truth. And any sort of history, if you attempt to teach unpopular parts of it, not only is Kamala Harris going to cry, but also, you know, uh, Trump bootlickers like uh, Byron Donalds and even some other conservatives are going to cry, too. Here's a guy who wants his history to be taught, and he makes a pretty, I would say, compelling point. Let's listen. But, but here's another way to think about this. This is my story, not just the story of Booker T. Washington, Ida B. Wells, Frederick Douglass, William Wells Brown, and so many figures whose documented histories we have and we're sharing with students. But it's my story and many other people's story. My great-grandfather was lured to this country under fraudulent pretext, only to discover towards the end of the 1850s when he arrived that he was another slave. But he had the pluck to seek out opportunity. And while being seduced by falsehoods, he nevertheless made the commitment to build his family's life in this country. That characteristic, that pluck, that initiative, the resourcefulness, was not suffocated by slavery. That's my story. The family that he engendered was a family that indeed became accomplished in many ways. And he himself. So that no matter how you look at it, whether you're looking at stories large or stories small, the reality is the truth is in the stories that the people who live the stories will tell. And we have asked that children be taught those stories and not somebody's interpretation of them. I mean, I love what this guy's saying. And before I get into the full story of why Byron Donalds is mad, it's because he feels that it's like a positive of slavery saying good things about it, where I don't think that was the intention. I think the intention, as that guy said, was to tell certain tales that might not be popular, but are accurate. And, and it's never going to be comfortable for people. But that's true history. So I want to reference this book real quick. Uh, this is called Color, Communism, Common Sense. I've mentioned it a bunch of times because it's relevant and I feel like it's the perfect thing to bring up now. I read this because G. Edward Griffin pretty much told me to. And uh, this is the story of a guy. I want to see the exact date it was written. I, I would say 1958 it was first printed. This is Manning Johnson, okay? He is a black man who is a Christian who became a communist in the 1910s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I'm not really sure exactly when. He wrote the book in 1958. But he was a communist. He worked for the Communist Party. He got scammed into communism. They told him it was good for black people. And once he was a communist, he realized, because he was a very intelligent man, no offense, but way smarter than Byron Donalds will ever be. And Byron Donalds didn't live in this time period. He's trying to suffocate these stories because he's you know, just another politician. But anyway... Manning Johnson, he realized communism was a deception and he wrote this brilliant book that is so such a good read. And for those who don't like to read, it's so thin. 
it's one of my favorite books because it just shatters so many narratives. It shatters the left-wing narrative. It shatters the communist narrative. It shows you that they were doing the same things that they were doing in the 20s. If you oppose communism, they would call you fascist and KKK. And if you were a black man that was uh, against communism in the 1920s and 30s, they'd call you a Uncle Tom. It was the same strategy that they did back then. But one of the most interesting parts of this book that there's a reason I'm bringing it up is because Manning Johnson talks about segregation and integration. In, in school, they teach a very watered-down analysis of segregation and integration in Martin Luther King, and we get a watered-down version. Is it politically correct? Yes. Is it safe? Yes. Does it not ruffle too many feathers? Absolutely. But is, is it 100% accurate? I would say it's not. It's not. And I've read a lot of books, and it's not just, like I said, I mean, I'm not trying to pander, but this is a black man that said this stuff. It's not like a white person from the South or whatever, this man said that segregation and integration was not what they really teach in schools. He said that, you know, the, the part that they didn't teach is when they were integrating, it wasn't just white people that felt uncomfortable. It was also black businesses. And if you find not Byron Donalds, who's a young man who never lived through this, but if you could find very intelligent, especially conservative 80 or 90 year old black man, people like Jesse Lee Peterson, he's a little younger. They have a different story than they teach in the history books. Are they racist? You could say so, but really, when you really look into it, what Manning Johnson was saying was before they did integration, black people owned cab businesses. There was a great thing on Charlemagne the God, they put it in Uncle Tom too, where this older man said, I, you know, people own things. And as soon as they started passing government legislation, it wasn't just white people that felt uh, weird about it. They ruined thousands of black schools, thousands of black businesses. You know, there were hundreds of black teachers that were now unemployed because they had black schools and black this and black that. And then the government said, you can't do that. It wasn't just white, like, like in school, they teach you white people racist. And when this happened in Martin Luther King March, everything got good. If everything got good, why is there so much crime? Why is there so much poverty? Why, why are there less fathers in the household? Why are certain statistics down? You know, it's not just Black Wall Street. I know that's a story that people reference, and I'm not saying anything about it, but there's other reasons that things didn't pan out the way that people think they did. And people are still stuck in poverty and still hurt is because they didn't teach real history. And the truth is that black businesses and black uh, schools were ruined by integration and Manning Johnson, a, this is not my, my interpretation. This is his story. This guy's way smarter than Byron Donalds. He says he didn't like it. He says, I didn't need it. I didn't want the government to force me to do it. And thousands upon thousands of people were now broke and unemployed because the government came in and told black people that your business can't run anymore and your school can't run anymore. And if you look at some of the schools, that's probably part of the reason uh, that the schools are not even great in these areas because they completely gutted the infrastructure and, you know, just told people how to do it. And now you look at government schools, the government creeps and creeps and creeps and creeps in. And now everybody has a problem with the schools, but it was a slippery slope. And I'm not saying that there was no good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying true history is not always black and white, pun intended. You know, there's also certain stories that people don't want to tell. You know, I think Uncle Tom 2 is a great documentary, and they told the story perfectly of Booker T. Washington versus W.E.B. Du Bois. W.E.B. Du Bois was like a socialist communist liberal that was born with a silver spoon. Booker T. Washington was a man. I believe he descended from slaves. He was not uh, upper class, but he built and he was more conservative. And now when you learn in schools, you learn how great W.E.B. Du Bois is. And I don't really think so. I think Booker T. Washington was the real one. It would be like, uh, you know, 
if you had Trump versus Biden and they're teaching you in the history books that Biden's amazing and Trump was like, whatever, you know, it's not real history. So long story short, before I get into the story, I just want to say, if you want to learn real history, they're never going to teach it. Read books like Color Communism and Common Sense. These things are going to get deleted because they're not politically correct. Just like the truth today isn't politically correct. When all this stuff happened, what they tell you in school and what really happened are two different stories. I'm sure Martin Luther King was an amazing man, but if you look at some of the government legislation they passed, whether they meant to do it or not, it sent a lot of people flying backwards. And everybody knows in every racial community that things are not perfect in America right now, and a lot of uh, communities are suffering. And they're suffering for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons is what they said they did and what they tell you in history versus what the government actually did are two different things. And it's not popular to say, but if you haven't noticed, I don't care about popularity at this point. It doesn't matter to me. Let's get into the, what Byron Donald said. First of all, I'll just show you this tweet. You know, he, he, he doubled down on it and he said, another reason I'm proud to have endorsed Donald J. Trump. So he can't even, he can't even make a history like stance without saying I'm endorsing Donald Trump. And then today he's on triggered with Donald Trump Jr. It's like, this guy is such a grifter at this point. He's like, I'm taking a stand for history and I support Donald Trump. I'm talking to Don Jr. That's cool, bro. But can you make a real stance on history without politically grifting? Of course you can't because you don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, long story short, I'm going to read a little bit the uh, curriculum. Let's just see. Uh, this is, I think, from Florida Voice. I'll just read this article. It says, um, the creators of the standards responded to the criticism last week, saying the intent of this particular benchmark clarification is to show that some slaves developed highly specialized trades from which they benefited. This is a factual and well-documented statement, they argued. DeSantis pushed back after Harris visited Florida, saying she tried to push a fake narrative of what Florida did. Uh Supposed conservatives in the federal government are pushing the same false narrative that originated from the White House, Redfern said. Florida isn't going to hide the truth for political convenience. And they also mentioned that conservatives were dunking on it, too. So what it is, is they have a 200 plus page social studies history thing. And one of them says that, you know, there were there were people that benefited from the skills that they learned. And in no way does it say slavery was amazing or was, or was good. No one says that. They're just telling certain tales of certain figures that actually used skills and, and became something. You know, the story of Booker T. Washington is a story of a man who started with nothing, who worked hard, who pulled himself up by his own bootstraps, who came from some of the craziest injustices and didn't play the victim. And you know, was grateful for what he had and used that story to propel himself. It's like somebody who comes from the hood and makes tens of millions of dollars. And they might say, hey, I, where I was born was not ideal, but that was what made me who I am. You know, one thing that I'm grateful for, I love my family. I love my parents. I think they work hard to give me what I could do, but I'm so grateful that they didn't give me everything. The reason I'm who I am today is because my mom pushed me to be hard. The reason I am the man and the businessman that I am today is because when I moved to Los Angeles when I was 23 and I had no money and no car for eight years in a big city by myself, that made me a man. That made me a, a hard worker. The fact that I had to go on the bus, the fact that I didn't have a silver spoon, nobody gave me a single dollar. I was in Los Angeles for seven years. Some people's parents, they give them money and they give them an apartment and they give them this. I got nothing. And I'm not playing the victim. I'm saying I'm, I'm grateful. Sometimes it's better to take the harder route because if you succeed, then you become a better man than other people who got everything. So that's the story of people like Booker T. Washington and the guy who wrote the curriculum. He's like, that's my story. 
I'm not saying it was good that my ancestors were enslaved, but that's what built the character and some of the skills that they used to create a business 50 years later. And that's the true story. It's like if somebody escaped communism, does that make communism good? Of course not. It's evil. But some of the greatest Americans are people who fleed communism because they live such a crazy life and their family instilled the values in them saying, never repeat these same mistakes. Some of the worst people in this country are little silver spoon babies who never had anything. And they're a bunch of, you know, like upper class communists because because they've never lived through anything. So this uh, curriculum in Florida Everybody that I'm seeing pushing against it, they're not saying it's not true. They're saying it is true, but it's offensive. And this just proves, and I'm glad, I'm not telling you to make excuses for DeSantis, but I'm so glad that DeSantis exists in the Republican Party because every time he hits from the right, everybody moves left. Now Byron Donald sounds like a liberal. He sounds like Kamala Harris. Now all the Trump people are complaining. Now people are saying, well, it's true, but it shouldn't have been taught. If it's true, why shouldn't it be taught? All of history is fake anyway. Every story that they tell you, it's like, why is the world so communist? Look at World War II. Who was America's ally? Russia. What were they? Communists. Now somehow they're not communists and we're trying to fight them and make them communists. We created the UN. Who did we create the UN with? Communists in China. So why is UN so commie? Because it always was. You know what I'm saying? You just didn't learn it in school. They love the UN and your history, but God forbid you tell true history, everybody will cry. It's like, that's it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so long story short, I'm glad once again, this is like a, I, I've said this not to tell people that you should trust DeSantis or not criticize him like a politician. He's a politician. You shouldn't trust him. But the truth is DeSantis is more conservative than Trump on almost every policy. And he's the first one that's actually trying to put a more accurate version of history. That's not like everything's so bad and nothing America did was good. It's not true. And the truth is, you know, a hard life puts you in a better position sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. But if there are stories like Booker T. Washington and that man who wrote the curriculum, let that guy tell his story. You could tell your story if it hurts you and they could tell their story if it helped them. They could tell their story if they if they uh, are grateful, even though they had hard times. And you could tell your story if you're not grateful and, and it led you in a path that you don't want to be. You know, everyone has a story and I'm sorry, but it doesn't, it's not like, oh, well, that story is true. And there's a bunch of people like that. And it is true, but I don't want to hear it because it's just not a good look. Well, then nothing true is a good look then. You know, it's not a good look to say that Black Lives Matter is a socialist organization that's being puppeted by someone that's not even black. Like that's not, that's not a good thing to say, but is it true? Look it up. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, good for Jason Aldean to, you know, go against the BLM riots of 2020 in this video. Like that's not a, that's, it's accurate, but it's not smart, but who cares? Like, isn't that our movement? Aren't we supposed to be like, Hey, we're going to tell the truth no matter how popular it is or not. Well, no, it, it, it isn't. It isn't if, and this is why I feel like people like Byron Donalds are so phony. If Trump came out and did exactly what DeSantis did, Byron Donalds would have a different opinion on it, or he would voice it in a different way. You get what I'm saying? It's like DeSantis does it. He tries to score some cheap political points. And also a lot of people that I find, and listen, I don't mind when it comes to race, people think that I care what they think. Like say if you're Jewish and you like Jewish people more, I'm not going to call you racist. If you're black and you like black people more, I'm not going to call you racist. Some people will. I'm not. I'm not someone who's like racist, racist. Who am I to tell you who to like? If you're Brazilian and you love Brazilians, is that racist? Some would say so. I'm, I just say you like your people and that's what you consider your tribe. Maybe you like the Raiders and you don't care who, who, what race people are as long as they like the Raiders. I'm not sitting policing people, telling them what to like and dislike. But here's what I will say. In politics, a lot of people are black before they're conservative American or 
you know, anything else, which I don't care. But if someone white said the same thing about white history, people would call them racist. This is the double standards that we live through. If you're this race and you care about your race more than you care about your politics, people, you know, will say, oh, that's that's fine. But then if someone else does it, they'll say, oh, my God, that's so that's so racist. It's like all I ask for is consistency. Me personally, my whole world doesn't revolve around race. But if yours does, uh, who am I to tell you what to think? You know, I could disagree, but I just don't like the word racist. I feel like it's overplayed. It's just I feel like he's like, no, this is this is wrong because this is it's like, OK, I mean, it's it's accurate, but you don't want to hear it because it's just like not a smart political move. Then what is a smart political move? Maybe we should just, you know, campaign on saying BLM is amazing because most people think it is. It's just it's just super fake. Politics is a is is a crazy fake world. But this is my take and I'll just wrap it up and then I'll open the YouTube chats and read some comments. Most of history that we're taught is watered down. The history of Rosa Parks, watered down. The history of MLK, watered down. The history of World War World War One and World War II, it's watered down and written by the victors of the war because that's just how it works. You think if America lost a massive war and we were conquered by someone else, they'd say how great the Constitution is. No, the history is written by the winners and the winners decide what the narrative is often and true nuance is just not seen. You know, they, they don't teach it because it's, politically incorrect it's politically incorrect to tell people the truth so everybody just tells these half truths or just straight up lies so this is why i consider the republican party controlled opposition the left is insane the left is fake the left is trying to sexualize kids the left does everything wrong but then the right just fills up space and if there ever gets somebody that comes in desantis didn't write a whole op-ed saying slavery was ama amazing i'm sure it said it was terrible horrible but there are people's stories where it is part of their story. Booker T. Washington is a story of conquest and, you know, using certain skills and his ancestors struggling so he could, you know, elevate himself and use that hard lifestyle to propel him in the same way somebody who comes from the hood and some people, it holds them back in life. Others, it makes them a greater person than anyone could ever be because they know what it's like to go there and they don't want to go back. The truth is everybody has a story and some stories just aren't politically correct. So they don't want to teach them a history. And this is the, this is why Republicans are controlled up. DeSantis is the first one with the balls to put together a group of people that aren't just libtards and say like, all right, this older black man has a story that most people don't want to hear, but I'm going to teach it in my class. And everybody cries about it. And they say, no, we don't want that. What do you want? A liberal, you, you want a liberal? Like if you were to challenge the MLK narrative in history, like uh, I, I always have on Chad Jackson on my show, Chad O. Jackson is a wealth of knowledge about the MLK era. He did Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom 2, which are documentaries. If you've never seen them, they're great. And uh, he spent years studying this stuff. He's a black man from Texas, years studying this stuff, extremely intellectual. And he challenges the official narrative of MLK. Why? Because he studied it. And if anyone were ever to change the history books to put what Chad O. Jackson said in it, all of a sudden, everybody would freak out. The left would freak out. Kamala Harris would freak out. Byron Donalds would freak out. The Trump Trump administration would freak out. And, and that's just the truth. It's like Republicans are controlled opposition. They're just there to lose. They're just there to print money. They're just there to sell vaccines. They're the, just there to put on a show and talk about themselves. But if anybody ever comes along like DeSantis and actually takes a hardline stance, they cry about it. And I'm not saying DeSantis is a hero. I'm about to open up chats. I'm just saying, look at everything that he does. Every time DeSantis hits Trump from the right, I don't care if you like Trump more than DeSantis. Sure. 
he's a, he's a more likable guy, I guess. But the truth is, Trump is like a liberal. You know, DeSantis takes a more right leaning, more honest leaning stance during the COVID stuff. He changed his tune. He hired better people. He flipped on what he originally did, and he speaks out against it. And he admits he made a mistake. And then what does Trump do? Trump starts parroting CNN talking points. Trump starts taking the CNN 2020 Florida killed more people talking point without talking about how cooked the data is, how fake the data is. Trump turns into CNN. You know, DeSantis hits Trump on the LGBT stuff and says that Trump is part of the slippery slope. And then all of a sudden, people like Rick Grinnell and these Trump uh, and men people, they start saying, oh, you hate gay people. You're a bigot. You're anti-gay. They turn into liberals. And here's the I, I've been saying this for months. Here's the third thing. DeSantis changes a history book to make it slightly more nuanced and add perspective from conservative black people who their story never gets told in the MLK Rosa Parks era of what really happened to their family and their story and, and this narrative that will never be popular but is accurate. And even Byron Donalds admits it, it's accurate. And what do Trump people do? They say he's racist or they say it's too far. Or they say it's true, but don't go there. That's like me telling you, well, if you criticize BLM, you're right, but just don't go there. You know what I'm saying? It, like, we're going to lose the election because, like, just don't tell the truth about that because most young kids like BLM because it's a good slogan. Black lives matter and black lives do matter. But kids don't know the politics behind it or they don't care. So even though you're right about it, just don't talk about it. Jason Aldean, don't make your video. Imagine if I said that. I say, do your video, Jason Aldean. Talk, say what you believe is true. Don't cave what you believe to please the other side because that's how the history gets rewritten. That's how we lose our real history. You know, we're like 30 years away from, you know, oh, let's let them tear down the statues. I mean, they already did that three years ago, actually. It's not even like history in the future. It already happened. Like, let them tear down those statues. It's not a big deal. It's just Robert E. Lee. It's just this, wait, now it's this statue. Now it's that statue. Just let them do that. Just let them do this. Like the left goes towards hell and the right just follows them. And the greatest thing about the DeSantis campaign so far, even though everyone says it's failing miserably, is it is it's exposed the Republicans as controlled opposition liberals. Any stance that DeSantis takes that is actually more principled, dude, say what you want about the guy, whether he's doing it because his campaign or not, he just goes for it. He bans central bank digital currencies. He He's the leader of the kids in school stuff. The Trump barely even talks about it. He doesn't give a crap, but nobody cares in this. It's like he does these things and everybody cries about it. Like, what is the Republican Party for except just to fill up space and stop anybody who comes along that actually has the balls to go a little bit further? That's all they do. The whole party is controlled opposition now. Uh, I'm going to turn on comments on YouTube. I'll read some super chats. And then I got to go. I have a quick. I'm going to be on somebody's show today for like a couple minutes. I think Alex Stein, I'll be on a show for like 10 minutes or so. So I got to go in like 10, 15. Let me know. Comments are open. I'll read some. Let's see. Someone said Trump would have came out calling C-19 for what it is. People would have impeached him. Watch my video if you haven't, because the narrative people like Trump so much that they just make excuses for him. Watch my video of how it's not a new thing from the beginning, before the impeachment, before Trump got into office, he sided with the farmer swamp. He hired the farmer swamp. He was doing executive orders of what Bill Gates talked about in meetings in 2019 before the pandemic. It has nothing to do with the impeachment. It's just he sold out, but people don't want to admit it. I want to say this too. I, I laughed and I made a tweet. I know people are going to get mad at this, but whatever, boohoo. It's like, imagine if I said George Bush was an amazing leader. George Bush was an amazing president. He just got tricked and fooled by his advisors. Does anyone say that? 
George Bush was an amazing leader. He just got tricked and fooled. No one says that because if you get tricked and fooled, you're not a good leader and you're a puppet. If Dick Cheney is, is puppeting you into war, it doesn't make George Bush an amazing leader. It makes him a crappy leader who got puppeted by Dick Cheney. So if Trump got puppeted by Big Pharma or fooled by Big Pharma, only, like people are under a spell with this guy. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're under a spell. I can almost guarantee you that if Trump did exactly what DeSantis did, Byron Donalds would not have addressed it. Are you kidding me? You think Byron Donalds wants to lose his golden seat at Mar-a-Lago where he slurps down stakes? Of course not. So he only did this as a cheap tactic against uh, DeSantis. He goes, oh, I, that's why I endorsed Trump. You endorsed Trump because of a curriculum in Florida that didn't exist when you endorsed him? Like, dude, the, the dude is phony. He's just a better phony than others, so he'll do well in Republican politics. But it's like, do you believe that? If you believe that, then you got to believe the other way. If Trump passed the same thing as DeSantis, I'd be saying the same thing that I'm saying now. I believe what I say. I've read history books. I've read the perspective from black conservatives in the 1900s. And I'm, I'm realizing that what they teach and what people talk about and what actually happened are not the same. You know, and it, it's not to say that, you know, this is like good or anything. It's just like the, the truth is not popular. Uh, I'm going to read a few comments. Let's see. Um, if they showed our true history, we would all know we are technology more advanced than the elites want us to see. Check out the Antarctica Treaty. Yeah, I mean, the Antarctica stuff is very bizarre. And uh, even Putin, you know, every this is the crazy thing about Antarctica stuff. Putin, like everybody in the West hates Putin, right? The liberal world order, whatever you want to call it. And Putin came out one day and was like, hey, let's all work together in Antarctica. Like he said something like that. He's like, yeah, I know we're at war and whatever, but like, you know, when it comes to Antarctica, like, let's do the. Th I was like, what? You know, like you're at war. Why would they want to work with you in Antarctica? I don't know. I'd have to see the exact quote from him. But I was like, that's a little weird. Someone said same with Christie. He blames Chris Christie for the FBI, Ray. Yeah, I mean. It's it's insane because like with uh, with George Bush, people will say, you know, George Bush was not a good president because he basically got controlled by Dick Cheney and Halliburton and the military industrial complex and he sold out. But with Trump, like I can make a thing and I'm like, it's not people make this narrative in their head that Trump just got tricked in 2020 and Trump couldn't tell the truth because he would have got impeached. It's not true. All these decisions that led up to what happened in 2020 and what the government was doing. Trump made those decisions in 2016, 2017, 2018. He's passing executive orders for Big Pharma. He's hiring them. He's taking money from them. He knows better. He just sold out like everyone else. And the truth is, this is what it, I've been trying to explain to people with politics. It doesn't make you a doomer. It's just the reality. All these people that are complaining about DeSantis and how sold out he is, here's what I'll say. I agree. The same people that are controlling DeSantis are also controlling Trump. But if DeSantis does something, people say it's because he's controlled. If Trump does 20 things worse than DeSantis, people will say it's not because he took the money. It's not because he has the donors. It's not because he sold out. It's not because he isn't our leader. He just made a mistake. He got tricked. It's like, well, did, is Biden getting tricked? Is Biden a good leader? No, why not? Because I don't like Biden. Did DeSantis, is DeSantis getting tricked? No, why not? Because I don't like DeSantis. The, the, the elites win because they create these false paradigms. Trump versus Hillary, Trump versus Biden, DeSantis versus Trump. And everybody fights like rabid animals over this stuff. And the elites are just sitting at you laughing hysterically. It's like, what part of 2020 do you not understand? We control both sides. 
What do you not understand? MAGA won the election in 2016 and your election win ended in lockdowns, socialism and vaccine sales from Trump, DeSantis and everybody. Why is that? Why did a MAGA victory end up in lockdowns and vaccine sales with people that don't even believe in it? Do you really you really think that they're that foolish? No, you're foolish. People are still buying into the false paradigm. They're still getting into the, oh, DeSantis is controlled, but Trump's totally not. Trump is too. I've never said DeSantis isn't completely controlled. I would say they're both controlled to an extent. I just think that DeSantis actually cares about conservative values and has shown me more that he's willing to do stuff. This is my opinion too, is that if you look at, I want to do a story in this, El Salvador, that guy is, is next level. He's decreased crime by 92%. He's gutted the gangs. He's he's made El Salvador an extremely safe place after it was like one of the, if not the most dangerous place in the world. So how did he do that? He actually tried. How do you fix your country? You use your power and fix it. Trump had four years and he didn't do it. I personally believe, although Trump and DeSantis are controlled by the same people, I think DeSantis has more conservative principles. I think he'll use his full federal power to clean up cities, to actually stop stuff. Trump hides in the basement and tweets about BLM and stuff. He's not that guy. He's liberal on, on justice reform. He's liberal on history now. He's liberal on LGBT. So Trump's a liberal. He's like a liberal that liberals don't like. It's the worst of both worlds. And DeSantis is more conservative. And he's, in my opinion, got more swing voters. People could disagree, but it's like, you know, we could be like El Salvador. We could clean up crime. You just need a president who gives a crap. And I just don't believe Trump does. And maybe DeSantis does nothing too, but I already saw what four years of Trump looks like. You know, he's good on energy. He's got good foreign policy, but I don't think he's going to clean up that stuff. And I know that Democrats are responsible for cities. But if you look at the way, this is just my opinion, but also based by like uh, based off of reality, Trump doesn't wield his power well. I don't think he passes good executive orders all the time. I think uh, he kind of just like doesn't know how to work government. I don't think he really like understands. So he delegates. He delegates to Chris Christie. He delegates to you know, I'm saying like neocons and he delegates to these people and he makes some good decisions, but Trump doesn't seem like he understands how to wield power. So that's why he let Chris Christie choose his FBI director because Trump has no idea. DeSantis knows how to wield power. You could see how he's governing. He's like, I'm going to change the history books. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He has the power to do it and he does it. Trump had power too. He just didn't do it. All of Trump's executive power, he did more for Big Pharma than he did for MAGA. And you'll sit there and make excuses like he doesn't have the power. He does. He just doesn't wield it for you. He wields it for Bill Gates and his Pfizer buddies. Like, it's just the truth, but whatever. Um, someone said he literally got half his base investigated. You know, I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to speak fully on it, but there was hundreds of millions of dollars raised for certain stuff and no one's even looking to where it's going. Who who got the hundreds of millions of dollars to fight election fraud? Like, where did all that money go? You know, does anyone care? I don't think people even, even, even pay attention, but I don't want to speak on it too much because, you know, I want to have the facts in front of me, not just be talking. Someone said, lock her up and drain the swamp. Yeah, you know, I'm I like the fact that people don't like DeSantis that much. Like I'm trying to explain it in like a psychological game theory way. But when people say all this stuff about DeSantis, I like it. I'm not like, oh, don't call out DeSantis. Just be honest. It's like, yo, DeSantis is is taking money from the bushes. So that means he's going to be controllable. Yes. Yes, I agree. 
But what happens when Trump takes hundreds of millions of donor dollars? What happens when Trump takes hundreds of millions from corporations? We don't have to assume he already was president and half the reasons he made bad decision is because he sold out just like DeSantis is probably going to. So I'm glad people are calling DeSantis out, but Trump has Republicans under a spell. If DeSantis does it, he's a rhino. If Trump does times 30 of a thing that DeSantis does, Trump's an innocent victim to the rhinos who just puppet him, but he's the victim. It's like, dude, this whole movement is like brainwashed now. It's insane. It's like controlled op to the extreme. And if anyone ever comes around and challenges uh, Trump from the right, everybody cries and calls you a bigot or anti-gay or now you hate black people or whatever. You're like every DeSantis is a blessing in disguise because he's he's challenging Trump from the right. And every time this is like the fourth time. Challenge Trump from the right on COVID, Trump Trump and his base turned into CNN. Challenge Trump from the right on the LGBTQ plus agenda, who, by the way, Trump was four years earlier than Caitlyn Jenner in 2012. Trump made the decision to let a transgender person put go in Miss Universe. So between that and Jenner, these people invented the slippery slope. I'm not blaming him completely for it, but that's real history. And DeSantis puts out an ad about it and everyone calls him anti-gay. It's like, all you have to do is pr be a principled person and challenge something Trump does. And either they go left and they turn into liberals or they just start freaking out at you. You know, they're like, who paid you to say that? Who? No one paid me to say anything. I, If people paid me, I'd tell you how great DeSantis is. And I'd be like, oh, he's he's amazing. He's never made mistakes. Like those people are either paid or they're just like culty also. No, I'm telling you not to trust DeSantis. I'm telling you he is taking donor money. It's just I'm giving you the fair level playing field where it's like, so did Trump. But people can't call out Trump, which makes him the most dangerous politician. If everybody's on DeSantis's ass, that means that people are working. People are paying attention. Yeah, that's how politics work. Wake up. But if you're so mind controlled by this one character that you don't want to call him out, he's the one they're going to use to pass the agenda, just like they did in 2020. All of that stuff was passed through the guy that you like. That's what made him effective. Why was Obama such a good politician? Because he froze the left wing with his words. He's so, you know, he played, he finessed people for like seven years and then everybody figured out he wasn't a good leader when it was too late. But he did the perfect, no, I'm going to, I'm Barack Obama, okay? Change is going to come, okay? Or what, you know, he's like, I like Kendrick Lamar, okay? I play basketball, okay? And people are like, he's pretty cool, you know? And then he played the right game. Like start, and then and then everybody like seven years later, they're like, wait, are we in seven different wars in the Middle East? Why are we like bombing innocent people in Syria? And he's like, OK, I'm going to go. Nice talking to you. <laughs> and then people are like pissed off and they're like, I'm tired of this establishment. I got who should I vote for? The billionaire who says he's an outsider who took donor money after he said he wouldn't and gave a standing ovation to Hillary Clinton and told his supporters to chill on the lock him up chance. Oh, yeah, that the guy selling vaccines harder than Bill Gates. Oh, he's the outsider. And if anybody ever challenges him, that they're the rhinos now, not the guy who hired rhinos. When you challenge rhinos, you're a rhino. But when he hires rhinos, he's an outsider who's an innocent victim. Have that same energy with DeSantis then. No, it's it's all fake. You know, it's all fake. Um, Just funny. Someone said he did not sell vaccines. Who, me? I definitely did not. Not for one day. Um, I told people, I, in my opinion, I'm biased because I did it myself, but I, I gave people the biggest piece of information to make their own decision, which is here's how the liability of big pharma works. Here's why they can rush it. This is the big narrative. I'm not out here saying it's a bioweapon, it's this or that. I don't say things I can't prove. It's just like, I don't know what it is. It's synthetic mRNA. 
But I did tell people that if they had liability, if Trump had liability, if Fauci had liability, if Pfizer had liability, if Johnson Johnson had liability, if the government had liability, if the FDA had liability, if the news had liability for side effects, injuries, and deaths from the warp speeded project that they rushed out to public, then they wouldn't be able to warp speed it. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if Tesla said this car is going to take four or five years, but we're going to rush it in eight months. But the only reason they could rush it in eight months is because if it didn't work or it, like they said that they didn't have to pay for it, they would rush it too. I mean, I actually think Elon's probably more ethical than, than, than a lot of these losers in government. Not saying he's perfect, but I, I don't even think he would do that. But in general, it's like, yeah, everyone would do that. Do, do you not get the analogy? It's like every car company, hey, we can rush this way faster than we normally would out to the public, but you know, if it doesn't work, we can just gaslight you about it, rake in tens of billions of dollars and never uh, have to pay for any liability. That's the scam. That's the scheme. It's way deeper than just mandates. Yes, mandates are what Biden did. They're evil. They're one of the e most evil parts of it. But Operation Warp Speed is also evil. The, the left-right paradigm tricks people where it's like, you know, is fentanyl not evil killing hundreds of thousands of people because it's not mandated? Well, the cartels aren't mandating it. China's not mandating it. Drug dealers aren't mandating it. So it must not be bad. Of course it's bad. Mandates are only one part of the evil scheme. But people use the fault. This is why the elites get away with it. You get it? It's like Trump versus DeSantis, Trump versus Biden. He didn't mandate it. It's like, dude, they got, they got Republicans so controlled by the nuts. Republicans are controlled by the nuts by the Democrats. Republicans can't even make their own decision for an election without the Democrats tricking them into how to make the decision. Everybody was going to vote for it. It was like 60-40 in a lot of polls on Twitter. And I'm not just saying that. It was 100,000 plus people, more than regular polls. Hodge twins, 64% said DeSantis. The day that everybody flipped back to Trump was the day that Democrats arrested him. Democrats decided that Trump was going to be the nominee. It wasn't even conservatives. I'm not saying DeSantis is running the best campaign, but it's like, that's the truth. That's when everything flipped. People were tired of Trump. He was lying about the vaccine. DeSantis was stepping up. He was changing his tune. Trump was just blah, blah, blahing about himself all the time. And people were ready to make the shift. And the second that the Democrats decided that Republicans were going to run back into Trump, they ran into Trump. Republicans get controlled by the right. Everything is a reaction. Everything is like it's so it's if you're like an, a psychologist with an IQ over 100, it's easy to trick Republicans. It's like too easy. It's easy to trick Democrats, too. But you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's that simple. It's just like, yo, if we do this, they'll all do that. And we know that they'll do that. You think they don't know? They got like World War II level psychologists that are like, you know, like deeply studying the effects of how to how to move populations. Like the propaganda is so extreme. And then the right will say stuff like this. They'll be like, they, I can't believe they did this. They don't know that this elevates Trump. You think they don't know? They, they already did this in 2016 apparently uh unsuccessfully but they've already proven that they do do that like it's not it's not like they don't know um someone said do you understand the sacrifice part or are you just being contrarian i don't know i don't even know what you're talking about no i'm not a contrarian i'm just not dumb people think i'm like contrarian i'm just not stupid it has nothing i'm not trying to be on the opposite it's just like when everyone's wrong I'm not against BLM's like a socialist agenda because I'm a contrarian and I just want to be different. No, I've studied it thoroughly and I just believe that they're a socialist pseudo communist organization uh, pretending to be a racial organization. I don't do it to be against society. That's just what I believe. 
when I speak about Trump and DeSantis and Operation Warp Speed and the lockdowns and all this stuff, I'm not doing it to be different. It's just I'm not as fake as everybody else. You know, there's a lot of money in being fake and stupid. I'm not fake. I'm not going to say one thing if DeSantis does it and believe a different thing if Trump does it. I'm not that person. So it's just unfortunate because I think that both sides of politics are totally like being manipulated right now. I don't know what else to tell you. It's like the left thinks that they're so much smarter than the right. The right thinks that they're so much smarter than the left. And the reason people are getting tricked is because they have no self-awareness and self-accountability. Uh, most people that I thought were against hypocrisy for four years, for four years, I watched Republican influencers say the Democrats are hypocrites. The Democrats have double standards. And now they're doing the same thing. You know, I'm going to reference my buddy DC Drano because he's got double standards up the wazoo. He cries about Vivek and says Vivek is selling the vaccine. Vivek said this, Vivek said that. So does Donald Trump, but Donald Trump puts you on helicopters so you don't talk about him. You have the same double standards as the left. You're the biggest hypocrite too. Byron Donalds would have never challenged Donald Trump if he changed the curriculum because he wants a seat at the golden Mar-a-Lago table and he's doing it as a political stunt or he would water down his uh, criticism if it were Trump. So, you know, we spent three, four years calling the left hypocrites and double standards. I'm not doing this to be a contrarian. It's just the right is filled with hypocrites who have double standards. Um, would I like to talk about Palestine? It's not my specialty. I mean, if someone was knowledgeable, maybe I could host a debate or have someone on. But we talked about it with my Clint Russell podcast. We, we you know, or Clint from Liberty Lockdown. We, we talked about it. Uh, he talked about it for for like 10, 15 minutes. So it's not it's not like I wouldn't talk about it. It's just I don't I'm not like an expert on it. So my opinion would be based on you know, other people's opinions, you know, I haven't been there really fully. I get the gist of it, but we did talk about it. Let me see. Uh, someone said DeSantis is the best candidate if we could get him off the Ukraine war. Well, this is the message that we've been trying to relay for a couple of years now is Trump and DeSantis are politicians. You shouldn't trust either of them. You shouldn't slobber over either of them. You shouldn't give them the doubt. Like, like just believe what you say and understand that they do have other interests and they're never going to do what you think they're going to do if you're not paying attention. You know, they had Robert F. Kennedy talk to Sean Hannity. Great clip if you could find it. I mean, Robert Kennedy knows this stuff about the Ukraine war and Sean Hannity sounds like a dingbat. Someone tweeted it out and they said Robert F. Kennedy's uh, IQ is probably two times that of Sean Hannity. And if you listen to that thing, you know, Robert F. Kennedy's talking about the Minsk Accords. He's talking about like U United States um, not going with treaties. And like he he's intellectually explaining his stance on Ukraine and Russia. And it, Hannity's an imbecile. He's like, oh, but uh, Putin, oh, Putin, oh, Putin. What are you, a Putin? It's like, dude, he, he might as, Sean Hannity might as well be Rachel Maddow on the Ukraine war. The guy's a dingbat. Uh, but long story short, it's like, you know, you, it's not your it's not your job to agree with everything Sean Hannity says because he wears a CIA pin and and puts on a MAGA hat. Like it, you know, at the end of the day, God gave American citizens not only the Constitution but you know your right as an American. You can read books, you can listen to both perspectives, you can disagree with Sean Hannity, you can disagree with Trump, and you can disagree with DeSantis. And in politics, it's important. It's a negotiation. I'm going to end on this note because I think it's so relevant to the business of how politics works. Say I'm doing a negotiation with somebody over a house or whatever. Your job is not to cave. Your job is to get the best deal for yourself, whether it's hiring an agent or a lawyer or whatever, or doing it yourself. 
you don't want to get ripped off. So you go back and forth with a real estate agent. You go back and forth in a job interview. Or if you're a baseball player signing a contract, you go back and forth. You don't take the first offer. That's never smart. Politics is like a car sale. And you have to understand DeSantis, Trump, they please their donors. DeSantis, Trump, they please the corporations. DeSantis, Trump, Biden, all of them, they played this back and forth little game. And and I know that people think that Trump and DeSantis are above it, but they're not. They're not. Trump is not above it. He's proven it. You're the fool. He's not the fool because he's made you not use your brain. So all I'm saying is this is a business decision. So when MAGA is a doormat for Donald Trump, he knows you're a doormat. He doesn't have to please you. He ha he could please his donors. He could please Lindsey Graham. He could please his friends because he knows his MAGA people are doormats. Like, MAGA is a doormat for Donald Trump. He could step on your face and you could say, thanks for the dirt in my mouth. It tastes like chocolate. Like you're, you, you don't demand respect. Trump is an alpha male. He doesn't respect people in business decisions that don't respect themselves. So I want the American people to respect themselves. If DeSantis does something and you disagree, don't agree because you like DeSantis, disagree and stand firm. This is a business transaction. These people have a thousand people to please, not just you. They don't give a shit about you really. You think, you know, thinking Trump cares about you is as stupid as thinking Obama cares about you. About you. You know, he cares about some stuff, but at the end of the day, that's how politics works. It's not the most ethical uh, industry. It's just not, it's worse than car sales. It's worse than real estate by like 50 times. And you're acting like it's a family barbecue because they've conditioned you to think that because that's how you get away with stuff. So I'm not telling people to hate Trump, but understanding the business transaction between the federal government and we the people, if we are a doormat for a politician, they're going to manipulate us. If you feel a way about what DeSantis or Trump is doing, think about it as a business transaction. Hold your ground. And if Trump sees that his base can hold his ground and not forgive him for every little thing, then he'll probably make better decisions. But if he knows he can make 50 bad decisions and you'll make an excuse for him, but if George Bush makes one bad decision, do you blame George Bush? But Trump isn't to be blamed for anything. That's who they're going to use. He's the most effective politician because he's got the right wing under a spell. And I know it's nice to just like play Polly Pocket with politics and act like it's a big, you know, hangout. It's just not. So, you know, if, if we're to have any power whatsoever, it's to stand firm and, and keep the same energy that people have with DeSantis. I love it. Keep that with Trump, but but do it ethically. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't just disagree just to be a contrarian or disagree because DeSantis did it, but not Trump. Like, you know, educate yourself, research, believe something, you know, be, be don't be like egotistical or stubborn. But if you know that the First Amendment is important and Trump and DeSantis start infringing on it with these little sneaky rules, it's not your job to make excuses for the sneaky rules. They're probably doing it for their donors. You know, when Trump did all the stuff for Big Pharma, he's doing it for the donors. He's doing it for the corporations, just like Obama would. I know people don't want to believe that, but it's true. And he doesn't feel like he doesn't have to do that because MAGA is his doormat. So he knows that he can please both sides. All he has to do for Big Pharma is do everything they want. And then he could please them. All he has to do for MAGA is put Lindsey Graham on a stage and wave his hands and like dance to the YMCA and people will boom for five seconds and then cheer like it's uh, Paul McCartney, you know, flashing his tits or something. It's like, you know, he knows he doesn't respect his own base. He's like, yeah, I'll fix them. I'll change. You know, like when, when people were booing Lindsey Graham, Trump literally looks at them. He's like, I'll, I'll fix that. I'll, I'll, I'll change that. Like, what? you'll change what? He's just like, these, these guys will do what I want. Just, you know. Get your booze out and then you'll cheer in five seconds. I know it. So that's all I'm saying. God bless you guys. I think it's pretty easy to understand. I got to go. I got like a 10 minute feature and then I'm out. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching. Dreamware podcast. We got record streams on like Spotify and Apple. 
things are going up. Streamrare.com. We're having a record-breaking month uh, in some ways. So check out my website if you want good news, like I, I tell it here. My, this is slightly more opinionated than my regular news, but go to streamrare.com. We're not trying to do that much like opinions and stuff. We're just trying to do the best journalism that we possibly can do uh, and bring it to you. So check that stuff out. Thanks to everybody checking out streamrare.com. Uh, we're really trying to be one of the better media sites because just like I started doing this, people say, why'd you start? I looked at the competition. I wasn't impressed. You know, I, I saw what the media was doing, Fox, CNN. I'm like, this sucks. I could do it better. And same with like journalism. Everybody's just like doing bare bare minimum stuff. So I'm like, I think we can make a better news website. Check it out, streamrare.com. Thanks for hanging out, folks. I'll be back soon. I don't know what I'm talking about on Alex's show, but hopefully, hopefully it's fun. See you guys. Over and out. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream rare chat or at dream rare chat due to censorship i post all my live stream and videos there sometimes i have some bonus content and i try to give people a heads up when facebook or youtube won't dream rare chat at telegram my instagram is at dream rare thanks for everybody following there for shorter content and dreamrarelinks.com that's dreamrarelinks.com has all my stuff my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at